Today will be a review of basic body systems for anatomy and physiology. I'm going to start off with the areas that I got wrong on some of the exams, um, and then we'll move into a general review, including vocabulary. A remnant of bone growth in an adult is an epiphyseal line. It's a remnant of an epiphyseal plate, which is associated with juvenile growth. growth. Radius and ulna are associated long bones. Hip bones are called coxal. C-O-X-A-L, and they're made up of three different fused bones. Osteoblasts build bone. The ischium is not part of the axial, axial skeleton. Communited fractures result in many bone fractures. Scoliosis involves a lateral curvature of the spine. Kyphosis is the one that involves a sagittal curve. Parathyroid hormone raises blood calcium by breaking down bone and releasing calcium, or parathyroid pulverizes bone. The shaft of a long bone is known as diaphysis. Increase in muscle size is due to an increase is not due to an increase of the number of muscle cells within it. There is no change in the number of muscle cells. The end of skeletal muscle that moves when a muscle contracts is known as the point of insertion. The aponeurosis is a tendon. Adduction, example, is a latissimus dorsi. Extensibility refers for the muscle's ability to lengthen. Rapid forceful contractions for quick power comes from fast glycolytic muscles. Skeletal muscle organization from smallest to largest. Filament, myofibril, muscle fiber, and fascicle. Multinucleated cells are always associated with skeletal muscle only. A cell membrane depolarizes from sodium moving into a cell. The occipio frontalis, or the frontal belly, connects to the aponeurosis and covers the frontal bone of the skull. Hamstring is bicep femoris. The arbor vitae is found in the cerebellum. Tree of life grows in the cerebellum. It's associated with equilibrium, so think of a rooted tree balancing out. Gray matter in the central nervous system contains nuclei. On the downswing of an action potential curve, when we're moving from positive 30 millivolts to negative 70 millivolts, this is repolarization with rapid K-positive re-entry into the cell. And don't forget that the sodium deactivation gates, inactivation gates, have to move before calcium, before potassium can re-enter the cell. The sacral plexus enervates the posterior leg. Motor neurons are always multipolar. Trigeminal nerves control cutaneous sensation of the face and mastication. Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease that leads to the destruction of the myelin sheath in the central nervous system. A spinal nerve has both a motor, ventral, and sensory, dorsal neuron. The autonomic nervous system is also known as the involuntary nervous system. Broca bitches. Broca's area manages speech production. Hypoglossal nerve controls the tongue. The axon of a ner nerve transmits an electrical signal to a target cell. The ear bone order from the tympanic membrane to the oval window is malleus incus stapes. Suspensatory ligaments and ciliary muscles control movements of the eye. Taste and smell receptors are classified as chemoreceptors. Rods are not for color vision. They detect movement and light and dark. There is no single designated neuron per receptor. 
The utricle and the saccule are horizontal and vertical receptors in the vestibule. The cochlea is the main center for hearing processes in the inner ear. The first structure contacted by the auricle amplified sound waves after moving through the auditory canal is the tympanic membrane. Taste buds are found within papillae on the tongue. The inferior oblique muscle rotates the eyeball. Rectus muscles handle the cardinal directions. The oblique muscles handle rotation. So we'll start with skeletal system. Bone, a living hard connective tissue that forms the structural elements of the skeleton. Cartilage, semi-rigid connective tissue found on the skeleton in areas where flexibility and smooth surfaces support movement. Hematopoiesis, the production of blood cells which occurs in the red marrow of the bones. Kyphosis, dorsoventricle curvature of the spine that can lead to a hunchback posture. Orthopedist, a doctor who specializes in diagnosing and treating musculoskeletal disorders and injuries. Red marrow, connective tissue in the interior cavity of a bone where hematopoiesis takes place. Scoliosis, later, lateral curvature of the spine. Skeletal system, organ system components of bone and cartilage that provides for movement, support, and protection. Yellow marrow, connective tissue in the interior cavity of a bone where adipose tissue or fat is stored. What is the function of red marrow? What is the function of yellow marrow? Red marrow is the site of blood cell production or hematopoiesis, whereas yellow marrow is where fat is stored. Name two minerals stored in bone, calcium and phosphorus. Critical thinking. The skeletal system is composed of bone and cartilage and has many functions. Choose three of these functions and discuss what features of the skeletal system allow it to accomplish these functions. One, it supports the body. The rigid yet flexible skeleton acts as a framework to support the other organs of the body. Two, it facilitates movement. The movable joints allow the skeleton to change shape and positions, or move. Three, it protects internal organs. Parts of the skeleton enclose or partly enclose various organs of the body, including our brain, ears, heart, and lung. Any trauma to these organs has to be mediated through the skeletal system. Four, it produces blood cells. The central cavity of long bones is filled with marrow. The red marrow is responsible for forming red and white blood cells. Five, it stores and releases minerals and fat. The mineral component of bone, in addition to providing hardness to bone, provides a mineral reservoir that can be tapped as needed. Additionally, the yellow marrow, which is found in the central cavity of long bones along with red marrow, serves as a storage site for fat. Flat bone, thin and curved bone, serves as a point of attachment for muscles and protects internal organs. Irregular bone, bone of complex shape, protects internal organs from compressive forces. Ligament, dense, regular connective tissue that joins bone to bone, or like to like is ligament. Long bone, cylinder-shaped bone that is longer than it is wide and functions as a lever. Sesamoid bone, small round bone embedded in a tendon. It protects the tendon from compressive forces. Short bone, cube-shaped bone that is approximately equal in length, width, and thickness and provides limited motion. Tendon, dense regular connective tissue that joins bone to muscle. Name three specific examples of flat bones found in the head, shoulder, and chest area. The cranial bones, frontal, parietal, occipital, or temporal, scapula, sternum, or rib. Name the only two examples of short bones found in the human body, carpals and tarsals.
Name the sesamoid bone found in the lower extremity. Patella. Name a specific example of a long bone found in each of the following areas of the body. Upper extremity, lower extremity, hand, and foot. Humerus, radius or ulna, femur, tibia or fibula, metacarpal or phalanx, metatarsal or phalanx. Name one irregular bone. Vertebra. Articular cartilage. A thin layer of cartilage covering an epiphysis. It reduces friction and acts as a shock absorber. Articulation, where two bone surfaces meet. Canaliculi, channels within the bone matrix that house one of an osteocyte's many cytoplasmic extensions that it uses to communicate and receive nutrients. The central canal, or the Haversian canal. Longitudinal channel in the center of each osteon. It contains blood vessels, nerves, and lymphatic vessels. Compact bone, dense osseous tissue that can withstand compressive forces. Diathesis, tubular shaft that runs between the proximal and distal ends of a long bone. Diploid, layer of spongy bone that is sandwiched between two of layers of compact bone found in flat bones. Endosteum, the delicate membranous lining of a bone's medullary cavity. Epiphyseal line, the area left behind once the bone stopped growing, the cartilage has been completely replaced by bone tissue. Epiphyseal plate, a sheet of hyaline cartilage in the metaphyses of an immature bone replaced by bone tissue as the organ grows in length. Epiphyses, wide section at each end of a long bone filled with spongy bone and red marrow. Hole, opening or depression in a bone. Hydroxyapatite, made up of calcium, phosphorus, and inorganic salts, it gives bones their hardness and strength. Lacunae, spaces in a bone that house an osteocyte. Lacunae means lake, and osteocytes live in the lake. Medullary cavity is the hollow region of the diathesis filled with yellow marrow. Nutrient foramen, small opening in the middle of the external surface of the diathesis through which an artery enters the bone to provide nourishment. Osteoblast, a cell responsible for forming new bone. Osteoclast, cell responsible for resorbing bone. Osteocyte, primary cell in mature bone completely surrounded by bone tissue and found in spaces called lacunae. Osteogenic cell, undifferentiated cell with high mitotic activity. The only bone cells that divide, they differentiate and develop into osteoblasts. Osteon, or the haversian system, a basic structural unit of compact bone made out of concentric layers of calcified matrix. These are the rings in the tree. So the osteon is an O, so think of O like the actual cells, and they look like the rings in the tree. Perforating canal, or Volkmann's canal, channel that branches off from the central canal and houses vessels and nerves that extend to the parosteum and endosteum, connecting two central canals of different osteons to one another. Periosteum, fibrous membrane covering the outer surface of bone and continuous with the ligaments. Projection, bone markings where part of the surface sticks out above the rest of the surface, where tendons and ligaments attach. Spongy bone, or cancellous bone. Trabeculated bone tissue that supports shift in weight distribution. Also, it lightens the weight of the overall skeleton without sacrificing strength where it's needed. Trabeculi spikes or sections of the lattice-like matrix in spongy bone. Compare and contrast the structure and function of the following. 
osteogenic cell, osteoclast, osteoblast, and osteocyte. Osteogenic cells are the only bone cells that can do mitosis and thus are used to create more bone cells. Osteoclasts are multinucleated, or have several nuclei, that break down bone tissue so it can be rebuilt or remodeled. Osteoblasts line the medullary cavity where they make more bone tissue. Osteocytes are osteoblasts that have become completely surrounded by bone tissue. They continue to receive nutrients via canaliculi, which connect various osteocytes to one another. Critical thinking. In what ways is the structural makeup of compact and spongy bone well suited to their respective functions? The densely packed concentric rings of matrix in compact bone are ideal for resisting compressive forces, which is the function of compact bone. The open spaces of the trabeculated network of spongy bone allow spongy bone to support shifts in weight distribution, which is the function of spongy bone. Endochondral ossification, a process in which bone forms by replacing hyaline cartilage. Intramembranous ossification is the process by which bone forms directly from mesenchymal tissue. Modeling, process during bone growth by which bone is resorbed on one surface of a bone and deposited on another. Ossification, or osteogenesis, is bone formation. Ossification center, the cluster of osteoblasts found in the early stages of intramembranous ossification. Osteoid, uncalcified bone matrix secreted by osteoblasts. Perichondrium, membrane that covers cartilage. Primary ossification center, a region deep in the periosteal collar of the diaphysis where bone development starts during endochondrial ossification. Remodeling, process by which osteoclasts resorb old or damaged bone at the same time as and on the same surface where osteoblasts form new bone to replace that which is resorbed. Secondary ossification center, a region of bone development in the epiphyses. Describe the general order of tissue development in a long bone in terms of cartilage, spongy bone, and compact bone. Cartilage becomes calcified, next appears spongy bone, and finally compact bone appears. Critical thinking. In what ways do intramembranous and endochondrial ossification differ? In intramembranous ossification, bone develops directly from sheets of mesenchymal connective tissue. But in endochondrial ossification, bone develops by replacing hyaline cartilage. The intramembranous ossification is complete by the end of the adolescent growth spurt, while endochondrial ossification lasts into young adulthood. The flat bones of the face, most of the cranial bones, and a good deal of the clavicles are formed via intramembranous ossification, while bones at the base of the skull and the long bones form via endochondrial ossification. Critical thinking. Considering how a long bone develops, what are the similarities and differences between a primary and a secondary ossification center? A single primary ossification center is present during endochondrial ossification, deep in the interior of the diaphysis. Like the primary ossification center, secondary ossification centers are present during endochondrial ossification, but they form later, and there are two of them, one in each epiphyses. Closed or simple fracture, a fracture in which the skin remains intact. Closed reduction, manual manipulation of a broken bone to set it into its natural position without surgery. Comminuted fracture, several breaks result in many small pieces between two large segments. External callus, collar of hyaline cartilage and bone that forms around the outside of a fracture. 
Fracture, broken bone. Fracture hematoma, blood clot that forms at the site of a broken bone. Green stick fracture, a partial fracture in which only one side of the bone is broken. Impacted fracture, one fragment is driven into the other, usually as a result of compression. Internal callus, fibrocartilaginous matrix in the end region between the two ends of a broken bone. Oblique fracture occurs at an angle that is not 90 degrees. Open or compound fracture, a fracture in which at least one of the broken bone tears through the skin and carries a high risk of infection. Open reduction, surgical exposure of a bone to reset a fracture. Spinal fracture, spiral fracture, bone segments are pulled apart as a result of a twisting motion. Transverse fracture occurs straight across the long axis of a bone. Describe the general order of how a bone is repaired after a fracture in terms of blood clot, cartilage, spongy bone, and compact bone. How does this compare to endochondrial bone development? In general, the order proceeds with hematoma, or a blood clot, forms first, then fibrocartilage appears, then spongy bone with trabeculi and calli, then finally compact bone forms. This is very similar to the order seen in endochondrial endochondrial bone development with cartilage first, then spongy bone, and finally compact bone. Critical thinking. What is the difference between closed reduction and open reduction? In what type of fracture would closed reduction most likely occur? In what type of fracture would open reduction most likely occur? In closed reduction, the broken ends of a fractured bone can be reset without surgery. Open reduction requires surgery to return the broken ends of the bone to their correct anatomical position. A partial fracture would likely require closed reduction. A compound fracture would likely require open reduction. Calcitonin inhibits osteoclast activity and stimulates calcium uptake by bones, thus removing it from the bloodstream. Calcitonin catches calcium. Growth hormone increases the length of long bones, enhances mineralization, and improves bone density. Osteoporosis is a disease characterized by a disease decrease in bone mass and occurs when the rate of bone resorption exceeds the rate of bone formation, a common occurrence as the body ages. Parathyroid hormone stimulates osteoclast proliferation and resorption, thus making calcium available, or parathyroid hormone pulverizes bone. Calcitonin catches calcium, parathyroid pulverizes bone. What general positive effect does regular exercise have on the bone? Mechanical stress, such as from exercise, causes bone to retain minerals and thus remain thicker and stronger. A proper diet and regular exercise can help prevent the onset of osteoporosis. Why is vitamin D important for bone health? Vitamin D is necessary for the proper absorption of calcium from the small intestine. Name a good plant source for obtaining calcium from your diet. Leafy green vegetables or broccoli. Compare and contrast the effects of calcitonin and parathyroid hormone on osteoclast activity and bone-to-blood calcium levels. Calcitonin decreases osteoclast activity while increasing the uptake of calcium into the bone, thus decreasing the amount of calcium in the blood. In contrast, parathyroid hormone increases osteoclast activity and the subsequent breakdown of bone increases blood calcium levels. Skull cranium is composed of the frontal bone, parietal bone, occipital bone, temporal bone. Please note that the parietal and temporal bones are paired. There are two of them. Skull facial bones, zygomatic bone, nasal bone, maxilla, mandible. Note that the zygomatic, nasal, and maxillary bones are paired. 
vertebral column, atlas, axis, cervical vertebra, thoracic vertebra, lumbar vertebra, sacrum, and coccyx. The atlas is the first vertebra which are, connects or articulates with the skull, whereas the axis is the second vertebra. Note that it has the dens on which the skull can pivot side to side. Cervical, thoracic, and lumbar vertebrae are named based on their location, but each differs anatomically. Thoracic cage is composed of the sternum, true ribs, and floating ribs. A true rib connects or articulates with the sternum, whereas a floating rib does not. Which major group of bones are found in the axial skeleton? The bones of the skull and face, the sternum, ribs, and vertebral column. Name the major bones of the cranium, frontal, parietal, temporal, and occipital. Name the major bones of the face, zygomatic, nasal, maxillary, and mandible. What are the atlas and axis, which contains the dens? The atlas is the first cervical vertebra. It connects directly to the skull. The second cervical vertebra is called the axis. It has a bony projection called the dens on which the atlas is able to pivot such that the head can turn side to side. Name the regions of the vertebral column, cervical vertebra, thoracic vertebra, lumbar vertebrae, sacrum, and coccyx. Define a floating rib. A floating rib is one that does not connect to the sternum. Name the major regions of the appendicular skeleton, the pectoral girdles, the pelvic girdles, upper extremities, and lower extremities. Which major bones are found in the pectoral girdle? Scapula and clavicles. Which major bones make up the pelvic girdle? Each hip or coxal bone contains three fused bones, the ilium, the ischium, and the pubis. Which major bones are found in the upper extremities? In each upper extremity from proximal to distal, humerus, radius, and ulna, carpals, metacarpals, and phalanges. Which major bones are found in the lower extremities? In each lower extremity from proximal to distal, femur, patella, tibia, and fibula, tarsals, including the calcaneus, metatarsals, and phalanges. Cardiac muscle. Striated muscle found in the heart joined to one another at intercalated discs and under the regulation of pacemaker cells which contract as one unit to pump blood through the circulatory system. This muscle is under involuntary control. Contractility. The ability to shorten forcibly. Elasticity. The ability for the muscle to stretch and rebound. Excitability. The ability to go neural stimulation. Extensibility. The ability to lengthen. Skeletal muscle, striated multinucleated muscle that requires signaling from the nervous system to trigger contraction. Most are referred to as voluntary muscles that move bones and produce movement. Smooth muscle, non-striated mononucleated muscle in the skin that is associated with hair follicles and assists in moving materials in the walls of internal organs, blood vessels, and internal passageways. This muscle is under involuntary control. Name the three muscle tissue types skeletal, cardiac, and smooth. Which of the muscle tissue types is or are striated? Skeletal and cardiac. Which of the muscle types is under strict voluntary control? Skeletal muscle is under the control of the voluntary nervous system. In other words, you can consciously contract your skeletal muscles. However, cardiac and smooth muscles are under involuntary control. You cannot consciously contract them. Critical thinking. Why is elasticity an important part of muscle tissue? It allows muscle to return to its original length during relaxation after contraction. A failure in elasticity would result in rigor mortis. Acetylcholine, a neurotransmitter that binds at the motor end plate to trigger depolarization. 
Actin, a protein that makes up most of the thin myofilaments in a sarcomere muscle fiber. Action potential, the change in voltage of a cell membrane in response to a stimulus that results in transmission of an electrical signal unique to neurons and muscle fibers. Aponeurosis, broad tendon-like sheets of connective tissue that attaches a skeletal muscle to another skeletal muscle or to a bone. Depolarize, to reduce the voltage difference between the inside and the outside of a cell's plasma membrane. The sarcolemma for a muscle fiber, making the inside less negative than at rest. Endomysium, loose and well hydrated connective tissue covering each muscle fiber in a skeletal muscle. Epimysium, the outer layer of connective tissue around a skeletal muscle. Excitation contraction coupling, a sequence of events from motor neuron signaling to a skeletal muscle fiber to contraction of the, of the fiber sarcomeres. Fascicle, bundle of muscle fibers within a skeletal muscle. Motor end plate, sarcolemma of muscle fiber at the neuromuscular junction with receptors for the neurotransmitter acetylcholine. Myofibril, long cylindrical organelle that runs parallel within the muscle fiber and contains the sarcomeres. Myosin, protein that makes up most of the thick cylindrical myofilament within a sarcomere muscle fiber. Neuromuscular junction, synapse between the axon terminal of a motor neuron and the section of the membrane with a muscle fiber with receptors for acetylcholine released by the terminal. Neurotransmitter, signaling chemical released by nerve terminals that bind to and activate receptors on the target cell. Paramysium, connective tissue that bundles skeletal muscles into fascicles within a skeletal muscle that surrounds each fascicle. Sarcomere, longitudinally repeating functional unit of a skeletal muscle with all of the contractile and associated proteins involved in contraction. The sarcolemma is the plasma membrane of a skeletal muscle fiber. Sarcoplasm is the cytoplasm of a muscle cell. Sarcoplasmic reticulum is specialized smooth endoplasmic reticulum which stores, releases, and retrieves calcium. The synaptic cleft is the space between a nerve axon terminal and a motor end plate. T-tubule, projection of the sarcolemma into the interior of the cell. Thick filament, the thick myosin strands in their multiple heads projecting from the center of the sarcomere towards but all, all the way to the Z-discs. Thin filament, Thin strands of actin and its troponin tropomyosin complex projecting from the Z discs towards the center of the sarcomere. Triad, the grouping of one T tubule and two terminal cisternae. Troponin, regulatory protein that binds to actin, tropomyosin, and calcium. Tropomyosin, regulatory protein that covers myosin binding sites to prevent actin from binding to myosin. Voltage gated sodium channels. Membrane proteins that open sodium channels in response to a sufficient voltage change and initiate and transmit the action potential as sodium enters through the channel. What is the name of the connective tissue layer surrounding an individual fascicle? Paramecium. What is the largest unit of organization in skeletal muscle tissue? Fascicles. What is the smallest unit of organization in skeletal muscle tissue? The myofilament or filament. What is the difference between a muscle fiber and a muscle cell? There is no difference. They mean the same thing. Which is larger, a myofibril or a myofilament? A myofibril contains many myofilaments. Thus, the myofibril is bigger. 
Recall also that a muscle fiber or cell contains many myofibrils and thus a muscle fiber is bigger than a myofibril. Critical thinking. Describe how tendons facilitate body movement. When a muscle contracts, the force of the movement is transmitted through the tendon, which pulls on the bone to produce skeletal movement. Critical thinking. What are the five primary functions of skeletal muscle? Produce movement of the skeleton, maintain posture and body position, support soft tissue, encircle the openings of the digestive, urinary, and other tracts, and maintain body temperature. Note that the openings of some organs are controlled by skeletal muscles, but the walls of these organs have smooth muscle under involuntary control, which moves substances through the organs. Aerobic respiration, the production of ATP in the presence of oxygen. ATPase, an enzyme that hydrolyzes ATP to ADP. Atrophy, a decrease in mass and bulk of skeletal muscle resulting from a decrease in the number of myofibrils and sarcomeres, but not the number of muscle fibers. Creatine phosphate, phosphagen used to store energy from ATP and transfer it to muscle. Glycolysis, anaerobic breakdown of glucose to ATP. Hypertrophy, increase in mass and bulk of skeletal muscle resulting from an increase in the number of myofibrils and sarcomeres, but not the number of muscle fibers. Lactic acid, production of anaerobic glycolysis. Muscular dystrophy, an inherited disorder caused by an abnormal X chromosome leading to cellular damage and muscle fiber degradation. Oxygen debt, the amount of oxygen needed to compensate for ATP produced without oxygen during muscle contraction. The power stroke, the action of myosin pulling actin inward or toward the M-line. Pyruvic acid, production of glycolysis that can be used in aerobic respiration or converted to lactic acid. Which molecule is released by a neuron at the neuromuscular junction? Acetylene, acetylcholine. What causes the depolarization of the muscle cell membrane? An influx of positively charged sodium ions into the muscle cell via voltage-gated channels on the muscle cell membrane. At rest, what molecule blocks the myosin binding sites on actin? Tropomyosin. What causes the exposure of the myosin binding sites on the actin? Binding of calcium to troponin moves the tropomyosin such that the binding sites become exposed. What must attach to the myosin heads in order for them to be able to detach from the actin, thus breaking the cross bridges for the onset of muscle relaxation? For muscle relaxation to occur, ATP must attach to the myosin head. A lack of ATP in the body, such as occurs upon death, leads to an extended contracted state called rigor mortis. Critical thinking. What causes the striated appearance of skeletal muscle tissue? Dark A bands and light I bands repeat along myofibrils, and the alignment of the myofibrils in the cell causes the entire cell to appear striated. Critical thinking. How would muscle contractions be affected if ATP was completely depleted in a muscle fiber? Without ATP, the myosin heads cannot detach from their binding sites on the actin. All of the stuck cross bridges result in muscle stiffness. In a live person, this can cause a condition like writer's cramps. In a recently dead person, it results in rigor mortis. Fast glycolytic. Muscle fiber that primarily uses anaerobic glycolysis fatigues the quickest of the three fiber types and is used for quick, powerful movements such as a weightlifter or sprinter might perform. Fast oxidative is an intermediate muscle fiber that is between slow oxidative and fast glycolytic fibers. Slow oxidative 
Muscle fiber that primarily uses aerobic respiration fatigues the slowest of the three muscle fiber types and is used to maintain posture, stabilize joints, and perform muscle movements with small but sustained force. Name the three types of skeletal muscle fibers and give their two-letter abbreviations. Slow oxidative, SO, slow glycolytic, SG, and fast glycolytic, FG. I think that's an error, actually. Fast oxidative instead of slow glycolytic. Which fatigues the fastest? Fast glycolytic. Which fatigues the slowest? Slow oxidative. Critical thinking. Why do muscle cells use creatine phosphate instead of glycolysis to supply ATP for the first few seconds of muscle contraction? Creatine phosphate is used because creatine phosphate and ADP are converted very quickly into ATP by creatine kinase. Glycolysis cannot generate ATP as quickly as creatine phosphate. Angiogenesis Formation of blood capillary networks. Sarcopenia, age-related muscle atrophy. Critical thinking. What changes occur at the cellular level in response to endurance training? Endurance training modifies slow fibers to make them more efficient by producing more mitochondria to enable more aerobic metabolism and more ATP production. Endurance exercise can also increase the amount of myoglobin in a cell and the formation of more extensive capillary networks around the fiber. Critical thinking. What changes occur at the cellular level in response to resistance training? Resistance exercises affect muscles by causing the formation of more actin and myosin, thus increasing the number of myofibrils and sarcomeres in the muscle fibers. This increases the thickness of muscle fibers and the overall bulk of the muscle. Autorhythmicity, the heart's ability to control its own contraction. Dense body, sarcoplasmic structure that attaches to the sarcolemma and shortens the muscle as thin filaments slide past thick filaments. I believe this is only for smooth muscle, the dense body. Desmosome, a cell structure that anchors the ends of the cardiac muscles to allow con contraction to occur. You can think of the desmosomes as like nails nailing it together. Intercalated disc, part of the sarcolemma that connects cardiac tissue and contains gap junctions and desmosomes. So you can think of the intercalated discs as like a tunnel. So the disc itself is like the entrance to the tunnel, the gap junction is the tunnel itself, and it's anchored to the side of the mountain, for example, with desmosomes. Visceral muscle, smooth muscle found in the walls and visceral organs. How many nuclei are typically found in each muscle type? Skeletal, multinucleated, cardiac, uni or binucleated, smooth is uninucleated. Which of the muscle types is under involuntary control? Cardiac and smooth. Which of the muscle types has or have gap junctions? Cardiac and smooth. Which muscle type has intercalated discs? Cardiac. Which muscle type does not contain myofibrils and T-tubules? Smooth. And that's because the myofibrils and T-tubules are used to convey ATP for specific contractions, which is only under um, neural control. So the acetylcholine activation and the action potential flooding through 
the sarcolemma, um, well, myofibril, only gets to the T tubules when you want to activate that specific muscle. So smooth tissue doesn't need any of that. It just has the dense bodies as something that it can slide against, um, and it's completely involuntary. Adductor moves the bone away from the midline. Adductor moves the bone toward the midline. Agonist, also known as a prime mover, is a muscle whose contraction is responsible for producing a particular motion. An antagonist is a muscle that opposes the action of the agonist, so muscles are always paired. Bias 2, brevis means short, think brevity. Extensor is a muscle that increases the angle at the joint, so dropping your arm down as opposed to contracting it, you are extending your arm. Fixator is a synergist that assists an agonist by preventing or reducing movement at another joint, thereby stabilizing the origin of the agonist. Flexion is movement that decreases the angle of the joint. Flexor is a muscle that decreases the angle of the joint. So flexion is the movement, flexor is the actor. Insertion, the end of a skeletal muscle that is attached to the structure, usually a bone, that's moved when the muscle contracts. Lateralis, to the outside. Longus means long, maximus is largest, medialis to the inside, medius, medium, minimus, smallest, oblique at an angle, origin, end of a skeletal muscle that is attached to another structure, usually a bone, in a fixed position. The prime mover, also the agonist, is the principal muscle involved in an action. Rectus means straight. Synergist, a muscle whose contraction helps a prime mover in action. Tri is three. Critical thinking. When a muscle contracts, it gets shorter. If you know the points of attachment, for example, origin and insertion of a particular muscle, you can predict its action, flexion, extension, adduction, abduction, etc. Consider the deltoid, which has origins in the scapula and the clavicle and inserts into the humerus. What type of movement do you think it will do to the arm when contracted? The deltoid contracts and gets shorter. It performs abduction on the arm. In other words, it moves the arm away from the body. Critical thinking. When you perform chin-ups, the latissimus dorsi pulls your elbows towards your body. What term is used to describe that movement of your arms? You are performing adduction of the arms. In other words, you are moving the arms toward the midline of the body. Critical thinking. Would you expect the adductor longus to spread the legs apart or bring them together? Adduction involves moving a bone toward the midline, so adductor muscles, such as the adductor longus, bring the legs together. Consider the biceps brachii and the triceps brachii, which performs flexion of the arm and which performs extension of the forearm. The biceps brachii performs flexion, whereas the triceps brachii extends it. Name three of the more four muscles of the quadriceps femoris, rectus femoris, vastus medialis, and vastus lateralis. Name two of the hamstring muscles, biceps femoris and semitendinosus. The other one is semimembranosus. Critical thinking. Consider the quadriceps and hamstring muscles, which flexes the leg and which extends. The quadriceps extend the leg, whereas the hamstrings flex. Critical thinking. Dorsiflexion involves the flexion of the foot, pointing your toe towards your shin, whereas plantar flexion involves pointing the toes away from the body. Which leg muscle would you expect to be involved in dorsiflexion, and which would be involved in plantar flexion? The tibialis anterior does dorsiflexion of the foot, whereas the gastrocnemius does plantar flexion of the foot. If you consider, yeah, we already know that. 
Autonomic nervous system. Functional division of the nervous system that is responsible for homeostatic reflexes that coordinate the control of cardiac and smooth muscle as well as glandular tissue. Axon. Single process of the neuron that carries an electrical signal or an action potential away from the cell body towards a target cell. Brain. The large organ of the central nervous system composed of white and gray matter contained within the cranium and continuous with the spinal cord. Central nervous system or CNS. Anatomical division of the nervous system located within the cranial and vertebral cavities, namely the brain and spinal cord. Dendrite, one of many branch-like processes that extend from the neuron cell body and functions as a contact for incoming signals or synapses from other neurons or sensory cells. Enteric nervous system, a neural tissue associated with the digestive system that is responsible for nervous control through autonomic connections. Ganglion, localized collection of neuron cell bodies in the peripheral nervous system. Ganglion, peripheral nervous system. Glial cell, one of the various types of neural tissue cells responsible for the maintenance of tissue. It's largely responsible for supporting neurons. Gray matter, regions of the nervous system containing cell bodies of neurons with few or no myelinated axons, actually maybe more of a pink or tan in color, but called gray in contrast to white matter. Integration, nervous system function that combines sensory perception and higher cognitive functions, including memories, learning, emotion, to produce a response. Myelin, a lipid-rich insulating substance surrounding the axons of many neurons, allowing for faster transmissions of electrical signals. Nerve, cord-like bundle of axons located in the peripheral nervous system that transmits sensory input and response output to and from the central nervous system. Neuron, neural tissue cell that is primarily responsible for generating and propagating electrical signals into, within, and out of the nervous system. Nucleus, in the central nervous system, a localized collection of neuron cell bodies that are functionally related, a center of neural function. The nucleus is the CNS version of the ganglion. Peripheral nervous system, anatomical division of the nervous system that's largely outside the cranial and vertebral cavities, namely all parts except for the brain and spinal cord. Process, in cells, an extension of the cell body. In the case of neurons, this includes the axon and the dendrites. So I think of process as like a process in engineering, right? So a treatment train where you'd have multiple different treatment systems all related to you know, whatever you're, you're treating for. The process is the same thing. So you have your cell body, soma, your axons, your dendrites. You know, it's, it's all doing the same thing, so we call it a process, just through different ways. ways. Response, nervous system function that causes target tissue, a muscle or a gland, to produce an event as a consequence to stimuli. Sensation, nervous system function that receives information from the environment and translates it into the electrical signals of the nervous tissue. Soma, in neurons, that portion of the cell that contains the nucleus, the cell body, as opposed to the cell processes, which are the axons and the dendrites. Somatic nervous system, functional division of the nervous system that is concerned with conscious perception, voluntary movement, and skeletal muscle reflexes.
spinal cord, organ of the central nervous system found within the vertebral cavity and connected with the periphery through spinal nerves, mediates reflex behaviors. Stimulus, an event in the external or internal environment that registers as an activity in a sensory neuron. Stimulus, whoops, tract, bundle of axons in the central nervous system having the same function and point of origin. A tract is a nerve in the peripheral system. They're the same, like gangri ganglion and uh, neuron. White matter. Regions of the nervous system containing mostly myelinated axons, making the tissue appear white because of the high lipid content of myelin. What do the abbreviations of CNS, PNS, and ANS stand for? Central nervous system, peripheral nervous system, and autonomic nervous system. What is the voluntary nervous system called? What does it control? Does voluntary mean that you always have conscious control over its actions? The somatic nervous system is under voluntary control. It stimulates the contraction of skeletal muscles, but this is not under conscious control. For example, reflexes occur without you having to want to perform them and go directly to the spinal cord without integration. What is the involuntary nervous system called and what does it control? The autonomic nervous system is under involuntary control, meaning the same thing as the involuntary nervous system. It stimulates the contraction of smooth and cardiac muscles, including the heart, glands, and sweat glands, for example. What is the enteric nervous system, and what does it do? The enteric nervous system is located in the digestive tract. It is responsible for digestive functions that occur independently of the brain and spinal cord. Compare and contrast the following in terms of what they are and where they are found. Nucleus, ganglion, tract, and nerve. Nuclei and ganglia are composed of neuron cell bodies, whereas tracts and nerves are composed of axons or fibers. Nuclei and tracts are located in the CNS, whereas ganglia and nerves are located in the PNS. Axon hillock, tapering of the neuron cell body that gives rise to the axon. Axon segment, single stretch of the axon insulated by myelin and bounded by nodes of Ronvier at either end, except for the first, which is at the initial segment, and the last, which is followed by the axon terminally. Okay, for some reason that matters. So they care about the first stretch, which is the initial segment, and the last stretch, which is the axon terminal. I sort of get the axon terminal. If you think of this as like a railroad, the railroad itself, well, use the D&D &D railroad, like the one out of um, Eberron. So like it has the little points where the train gets fired up by the elemental, well, the little points are the nodes of Ranvier, and that's where the uh, sodium can destabilize the cell again and provide uh, like an amplified action potential. So each one of those little nodes are the nodes of Ranvier, Ranvier, and the segment in between each node is an axon segment, unless it's the first one, which is the initial segment for reasons that cool. But then the last one, the axon terminal, you can think of it like a train station, right? So it's coming into the station. So at the axon terminal, at the end of the station, there are several branches extending toward the target cell. So you know you can like switch the cars, you can switch the action potential into the area like a like a rail car um, that you want the action potential to go to. Bipolar, shape of a neuron with two processes extending from the neuron cell body, the axon and one dendrite. These are typically found in the retina of the eye. Initial segment, the first part of an axon as it emerges from the axon hillock, where the electrical signals known as action potentials are generated. 
Interneuron. Found in the central nervous system, these transmit signals between sensory and motor neurons, most abundant of the neurons in the body. These are mostly multipolar. Motor neuron. Carries an impulse from the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system. The electrical signal travels away from the neuron cell body, efferent. All are multipolar. Multipolar. Shape of a neuron that has multiple processes. Axon in two or more dendrites, and these are the most common type of neurons. The myelin sheath, a lipid-rich layer of insulation that surrounds an axon formed by Schwann cells in the peripheral nervous system and facilitates the transmission of electrical signals. Node of Ranvier, Ranvier, gap between two myelinated regions of the axon allowing for strengthening of the electrical signal as it propagates down the axon. Schwann cell, a glial-type cell in the peripheral nervous system that provides the myelin insulation for axons in nerves. Sensory neuron carries an impulse from the peripheral nervous system to the central, central nervous system. The electrical signal travels toward the neuron cell body, afferent. Most are unipolar. So you can use same, sensory, afferent, motor, efferent. Um, yeah. So sensories are going from PNS to CNS, motor are going from CNS to PNS. Synapse, narrow junction across which a chemical signal passes from neuron to the next, initiating a new electrical signal in the target cell. Synaptic end bulb, a swelling at the end of an axon where neurotransmitter molecules are released onto a target cell across a synapse. Unipolar, shape of a neuron which has only one process that includes both the axon and the dendrite. In which direction, toward the soma or neural cell body or away from it, does the electrical impulse travel on axons and dendrites? Which direction is referred to as efferent and which is afferent? Electrical impulses travel toward the neuron cell body or the afferent direction via dendrites. The impulses travel away from the neural cell body or efferent via the axon. The afferent direction is peripheral nervous system to central nervous system. So, for example, the sensations at the periphery or the skin travel on sensory neurons towards the central nervous system for processing. The efferent direction is the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system. For example, the brain sends a signal to a nerve to contract a skeletal muscle. Describe the three types of neurons based on anatomy or structure. Which is the most common in the body and which is found in the retina of the eye? Unipolar neurons have one process or fiber, bipolar neurons have two processes, and multipolar neurons are the most common type and have many processes, although only one axon. Bipolar neurons occur in the retina of the eye. Describe the three types of neurons based on function, which is unipolar, which is always multipolar, and which occurs entirely in the CNS. Sensory neurons are usually unipolar. Motor neurons are always multipolar. Sensory neurons carry electrical impulses in the afferent direction, whereas motor neurons carry them in the efferent direction. Interneurons occur entirely within the CNS and are usually multipolar. What type of cell makes up the myelin sheath, and what is a node of Ranvier? Schwann cells are wrapped around axons to form myelin sheaths. The areas of a myelinated axon lacking a myelin sheath are known as the nodes of Ranvier. Ranvier. What specifically does multiple sclerosis target? MS and some other autoimmune diseases target the myelin sheaths of axons. Absolute refractory period. A time during an action potential when another action potential cannot be generated because the voltage-gated sodium channel is inactivated. Activation gate. 
part of the voltage-gated sodium channel that opens when the membrane voltage reaches its threshold. Continuous conduction, slow propagation of an action potential along an unmyelinated sheet axon owing to a voltage-gated sodium channel located along the entire length of the membrane. Uh, continuous conduction is like a wave of sodium. Depolarization, change in a cell membrane potential from rest towards zero. Excitable membrane, a cell membrane that regulates the movement of ions so that an electrical signal can be generated. Gated, property of a channel that determines how it opens under specific conditions such as voltage change or physical deformation. Inactivation gate, part of a voltage-gated sodium channel that closes when the membrane potential reaches positive 30 millivolts. Leakage channel, an ion channel that opens randomly and is not gated to a specific event. It's also known as a non-gated channel. Ligand-gated channel, the ion channel gate opens by the binding of a neurotransmitter. Mechanically gated channel, an ion channel that opens when a physical event directly affects the structure of the protein. Membrane potential, distribution of charge across the cell membrane based on the charges of ions. Non-specific channel, channel that is not specific to one ion over another, such as a non-specific cation channel that allows any, any positively charged ion across the membrane. Refractory period, the time after the initiation of an action potential when another action potential cannot be generated. Relative refractory period, the time during the refractory period when a new action potential can only be initiated by a stronger stimulus than the current action potential because voltage-gated potassium channels are not closed. Repolarization chain, repolarization, return of the membrane potential to its normally negative voltage at the end of an action potential. Resistance, the property of an axon that relates to the ability of particles to diffuse through the cytoplasm. This is inversely proportional to the fiber diameter. Resting membrane potential, the difference in voltage measured across the cell membrane under steady state conditions, typically negative 70 millivolts. Saltatory conduction, quick propagation of the action potential along a myelinated axon owing to voltage-gated sodium channels being present only at the nodes of Ranvier. So the saltatory conduction is like the lightning elemental, giving it a little shock. Voltage-gated channel, ion channel that opens because of a change in the charge distributed across the membrane where it is located. Describe the two processes that maintain resting membrane potential in a nerve cell. The sodium-potassium pump constantly moves sodium out of the cell while at the same time moving potassium into the cell. Thus, there's a high concentration of sodium on the outside of the cell and a high concentration of potassium on the inside. This creates a situation where sodium wants in and potassium wants out. The voltage-gated channels, once opened, allow the rapid movement of these ions to the area where they want to go. Leak channels allow some of the sodium to move back into the cell and some of the potassium to leak back out. Together, the sodium-potassium pump and leak channels maintain the resting membrane potential. During this period, all voltage-gated sodium and potassium channels are closed. At what voltage does resting membrane potential in a nerve cell typically occur? What voltage is the threshold, and what does that mean for the action potential? Resting membrane potential is measured at negative 70 millivolts. The threshold for action is at negative 55 millivolts. The cell must reach a threshold voltage in order for an action potential to occur. At the threshold, many voltage-gated sodium channels rapidly open, leading to a large influx of sodium into the cell, resulting in depolarization. This is shown on the graph as an upswing in the curve. 
Is the top of the action potential curve a positive or a negative voltage? What voltage would be considered hyperpolarized? The top of the action potential curve is about positive 30 millivolts. As the cell repolarizes during the downswing, it overshoots the resting membrane potential of negative 70 millivolts to reach about negative 90 millivolts, which means that the cell is now hyperpolarized. In terms of voltage-gated channels and polarization, what occurs during the upswing of the action potential curve? During the upswing, the voltage-gated sodium channels are open, causing a rapid influx of sodium into the cell and thus depolarization. In terms of voltage-gated channels and polarization, what happens during the downswing of an action potential curve? During the downswing, the voltage-gated potassium channels are open, causing a rapid influx of potassium into the cell and thus repolarization. Which ion causes depolarization of the nerve cell and which leads to repolarization? In which direction does each of these ions move during the event? Sodium causes depolarization by moving into the nerve cell via voltage-gated channels. Potassium leads to repolarization by moving out of the cell via voltage-gated channels. Anterior or ventral column. White matter between the anterior horns of the spinal cord composed of many different groups of axons of both ascending and descending tracts anterior or the ventral horn, gray matter of the spinal cord containing multipolar motor neurons, ascending tract, central nervous system fibers carrying sensory information from the spinal cord or periphery to the brain, basal nuclei, nuclei of the cerebrum largely related to motor functions as evidence to the symptoms of Parkinson's and Huntington's disease. Broca's area, region of the frontal lobe associated with the motor commands necessary for speech production. Broadman's areas, mapping of the region of the cerebral cortex based on microscopic anatomy that relates specific areas to functional differences as described by Broadman in the early 1900s. Cauda equina, a bundle of spinal nerve roots that descend from the lower spinal cord below the first lumbar vertebra and lie within the vertebral cavity, it has the appearance of a horse's tail. Central sulcus, surface landmark of the cerebral cortex that marks the boundary between the frontal and parietal lobe. Cerebral cortex, the outer gray matter covering the forebrain marked by wrinkles and folds known as gyri and sulci. Cerebrum, region of the adult brain that is responsible for higher neurological functions such as memory, emotion, and consciousness. Cerebellum, region of the adult brain connected primarily to the pons that is largely responsible for comparing information from the cerebrum with sensory feedback from the periphery through the spinal cord. It smooths and coordinates body movements and helps to maintain equilibrium. Cerebral hemisphere, one half of the bilaterally symmetrical cerebrum. Corpus callosum, large white matter structure that connects the left and right cerebral hemispheres. Descending tract, Central nervous system fibers carrying motor commands from the brain to the spinal cord or periphery. Frontal lobe, region of the cerebral cortex directly beneath the frontal bone of the cranium. Gyrus, ridge formed by convolutions on the surface of the cerebrum or cerebellum. Hypothalamus, major region of the diencephalon that is responsible for coordinating autonomic and endocrine control of homeostasis. Lateral column, white matter of the spinal cord between the posterior horn on one side and axons from the anterior horn on the same side, composed of many different groups of axons, both ascending and descending tracts. 
carrying motor commands to and from the brain. Lateral horn, a lateral region of the spinal, gray, of the spinal cord gray matter. Lateral sulcus, surface landmark of the cerebral cortex that marks the boundary between the temporal lobe and the frontal and parietal lobes. Limbic system, structures at the edge or limit at the boundary between the forebrain and the hindbrain and is most associated with emotional behavior and memory formation. Longitudinal fissure, large separation along the midline between the two cerebral hemispheres. Occipital lobe, region of the cerebral cortex directly beneath the occipital bone of the cranium. Parietal lobe, region of the cerebral cortex directly beneath the parietal bone of the cranium. Parieto-occipital sulcus, the groove in the cerebral cortex representing the border between the parietal and the occipital cortices. Post-central gyrus, ridge just posterior to the central sulcus in the parietal lobe where somatosensory processing initially takes place in the cerebrum. Posterior or dorsal columns, white matter of the spinal cord that lie between the posterior horns of the gray matter, sometimes referred to as the dorsal column, composed of axons of ascending tracts that carry sensory information up to the brain. Posterior or dorsal horn, a gray matter region of the spinal cord in which sensory input arrives. Precentral gyrus, primary motor cortex located in the frontal lobe of the cerebral cortex. Prefrontal lobe, specific region of the frontal lobe anterior to the more specific motor functions area, which can be related to the early planning movements and intentions to the point of being personality type functions. Premotor area, region of the frontal lobe associated with planning movements that will be executed through the primary motor cortex. Somatosensation, general senses related to the body, usually thought of as the senses of touch, which would include pain, temperature, and proprioception, or the sense of how much tendons and muscles are stretched. Sulcus, groove formed by the convolutions in the surface of the cerebral cortex. Temporal lobe, the region of the cerebral cortex directly beneath the temporal bone of the cranium. Thalamus, major region of the diencephalon that's responsible for relaying information between the cerebrum and the hindbrain, spinal cord, and periphery, the gateway to the cerebral cortex. Name the four lobes of the cerebrum, frontal, parietal, temporal, and occipital. Which lobe is involved in receiving an integrated visual input, the occipital lobe? Which lobe is involved in receiving and integrating auditory input, the temporal lobe? Which lobe is involved in the planning and executing movement, the frontal lobe? Which lobe is involved in receiving and integrating general somatic sensory input from places like the skin, tendons, muscles, etc., the parietal lobe? Which lobe contains Broca's area, the frontal lobe? Which two lobes contain Wernicke's area, the parietal and the temporal lobe? What is the difference between Broca's area and Wernicke's area in terms of function? Broca's area manages speech production, whereas Wernicke's area manages the understanding of speech. Broca bitches, and Wernicke wishes he understood. What two major structures are found in the diencephalon, the thalamus and the hypothalamus? Name three regions of the brainstem. Which is the most superior of the three in terms of location? Which is the most inferior of the three in terms of location? The midbrain is most superior, the pons is the middle, the medulla is most inferior. The medulla is also referred to as the medulla oblongata. Which is found in the gray matter of the spinal cord horns, neuron cell bodies or collections of axons or tracts? Remember that gray matter always contains neuron cell bodies, thus the spinal cord horns contain neuron cell bodies. 
The anterior or ventral horn contains a neuron cell body for a motor neuron. Which is found in the white matter of spinal cord columns, neuron cell bodies, or collection of axons? Remember, white matter always contains axons or fibers, thus the spinal cord columns contain collections of axons called tracts. Abducens nerve, cranial nerve responsible for the contraction of the lateral rectus muscles of the eyes. Accessory nerve, cranial nerve responsible for the contraction of neck muscles. Anterior or ventral root contains a motor neuron. Brachial plexus innervates the arm. Cervical plexus innervates the posterior head and neck as well as the diaphragm. Cranial nerve, one of 12 nerves connected to the brain that are responsible for sensory or motory functions of the head and neck. Some are only sensory, some are only motor, and some are mixed, or both. Dorsal root ganglion, sensory ganglion attached to the posterior dorsal root of a spinal nerve. It contains the neuron cell body of a sensory nerve. Endoneurium, the innermost layer of connective tissue that surrounds individual axons within a nerve. Epineurium, the outermost layer of connective tissue that surrounds an entire nerve. Facial nerve 8. Whoops, facial nerve 7. Cranial nerve responsible for contraction of the facial muscles and for part of the sense of taste as well as causing saliva production. Fascicle. Small bundles of nerve or muscle fibers enclosed by connective tissue. Glossopharyngeal nerve 9. Cranial nerve responsible for contraction of the muscles in the tongue and throat and for part of the sense of taste as well as causing saliva production. Hypoglossal nerve 12. Cranial nerve responsible for contraction of the muscles of the tongue. Lumbar plexus innervates the anterior leg. Oculomotor nerve 3. Cranial nerve muscle responsible for contraction of four of the extraocular muscles. There are six the muscle in the upper eyelid, and pupillary constriction. Olfactory nerve, 1. The cranial nerve responsible for the sense of smell. Optic nerve, 2. Cranial nerve responsible for visual sensation. Paraneurium, layer of connective tissue surrounding each of the fascicles within a nerve. Plexus, network of nerves without neuronal cell bodies including just axons. Posterior or dorsal root contains a sensory neuron. The sacral plexus innervates the posterior leg. Spinal nerve, one of 31 nerves connected to the spinal cord. Trigeminal nerve, 5. Cranial nerve responsible for cutaneous sensation of the face and contraction of the muscles of mastication. Trochlear nerve, 4. Cranial nerve responsible for contraction of the superior oblique muscles of the eye. Vagus nerve, 10. Cranial nerve responsible for the autonomic control of organs in the thoracic and upper abdominal cavities. Vestibular cochlear nerve, 8. Cranial nerve responsible for the sensation of hearing and balance. What is the name of the connective tissue lit surrounding an individual fascicle of a nerve? Paraneurium. What type of neuron is found in the anterior or ventral root of the spinal cord? A motor neuron. Which type of neuron is found in the posterior or dorsal root of the spinal cord? A sensory neuron. What is found in the dorsal root ganglion? The neuron cell body of the sensory neuron. What effects does the sympathetic division have on heart rate, breathing rate, and the pupils of the eyes? Do you think it would promote or inhibit digestion? Increased heart and breathing rates, dilation of the pupils or making them bigger, and inhibition of digestion. 
What effects does the parasympathetic division have on heart rate, breathing, and the pupils of the eyes? Does it promote or inhibit digestion? Decreased heart and breathing rate, constriction of the pupils, making them smaller, think opioid overdose, and promotion of digestion. Critical thinking. Testing for neurological function involves a series of tests or functions associated with the cranial nerves. What functions, and therefore which nerves, are being tested by asking a patient to follow the tip of a pen with their eyes? The contraction of extraocular muscles is being tested, which is the function of the oculomotor, trochlear, and abducens nerves. Chemoreceptor. Sensory receptor cell that is sensitive to chemical stimuli such as taste, smell, or pain. Encapsulated ending. The configuration of a sensory receptor neuron with dendrites surrounded by specialized structures to aid in transduction of a particular type of sensation, such as the lamellated or pacinian corpuscles in the deep dermis and subcutaneous tissue. Exteroreceptor. Sensory receptor that is positioned to interpret stimuli from the external environment, such as photoreceptors in the eye or somatosensory receptors in the skin. Free nerve ending. Configuration of a sensory receptor neuron with dendrites in the connective tissue of the organ, such as in the dermis of the skin, is most often sensitive to chemical, thermal, and mechanical stimuli. General sense. Any sensory system that is distributed throughout the body and incorporated into organs of multiple other systems, such as the walls of the digestive organs or the skin. Interoceptor. Sensory receptor that is positioned to interpret stimuli from internal organs, such as stretch receptors in the wall of blood vessels, e.g. the aorta of the heart. Kinesthesia. A sense of body movement based on sensations in skeletal muscles, tendons, joints, and the skin. Mechanoreceptor. Receptor cell that transduces mechanical stimuli into an electrochemical signal. Nociceptor. Receptor cell that senses pain stimuli. Photoreceptor. A receptor cell specialized to respond to light stimuli. Proprioception. The sense of position and movement of the body monitors the degree of stretch in tendons and muscles. Proprioceptor. A receptor cell that cha senses changes in the position and kinesthetic aspects of the body. Receptor cell. Cell that transduces environmental stimuli into neural signals. Sensory modality. A particular system for interpreting and perceiving environmental stimuli by the nervous system. Somatosensation, general sense associated with modalities lumped together as touch. Special sense, any sensory system associated with specific organ structure, namely smell, taste, sight, hearing, and balance. Submodality, specific sense within a broader major sense such as sweet as part of the sense of taste or color as part of the sense of vision. Thermoreceptor, sensory receptor specialized for temperature stimuli. Transduction, process of changing an environmental stimulus into the electrochemical signals of the nervous system. Visceral sense, sense associated with internal organs. Name all of the special senses. Vision, audition, equilibrium, gustation, olfaction. Note that somatosensation, or touch, is characterized as a general sense as it does not have a specific organ devoted to it. What type of sensory receptor responds to harmful stimuli that cause a sensation of pain? Nociceptor. What type of sensory receptor responds to the amount of stretch in a muscle or tendon, thus sensing body position? Proprioceptor. What type of sensory receptor interprets chemical stimuli? Chemoreceptor. What type of sensory receptor is sensitive to changes in body temperature? Thermoreceptor. 
What type of sensory receptor is sensitive to sound and changes in body position? Mechanoreceptor. What type of sensory receptor responds to solute concentrations of body fluids? Osmoreceptor. What type of sensory receptor responds to light stimuli? A photoreceptor. Alkaloid, a substance usually from a plant source that is chemically basic with respect to pH and will stimulate bitter receptors. Gustation, sense of taste. Gustatory receptor cells, sensory cells in the taste bud that transduce the chemical stimuli of gustation. Taste buds, structures within a papilla on the tongue that contain gustatory receptor cells. Umami, taste submodality for sensitivity to the concentration of amino acids, also called the savory sense. Name the five recognized tastes, sour, salty, sweet, bitter, umami. Which taste is associated with the amount of amino acids found in meat? Umami. Which taste is associated with the pH or hydrogen ion concentrations of saliva? Sour. Which taste is associated with alkaloids? Bitter. Which taste is associated with sodium? Salty. Which taste is associated with glucose? Sweet. Anosmia, the loss of sense of smell, usually the result of physical disruption of the first cranial nerve. Odorant molecules, volatile chemicals that bind to receptor proteins and olfactory neurons to stimulate the sense of smell. Olfaction, sense of smell. Olfactory bulb, central target of the first cranial nerve located on the ventral surface of the frontal lobe in the cerebrum. So you got that one wrong on the last test. Olfactory bulb is in the brain. Like, there's no hypothalamus, there's no... Yeah, you go straight from smell to the olfactory bulb along the first cranial nerve in the brain. Olfactory epithelium, region of nasal epithelium where olfactory neurons are located. Olfactory sensory neuron, receptor cell of the olfactory system sensitive to the chemical stimuli of cells of smell, the axon of which compose the first cranial nerve. Critical thinking. What is unique about the sense of smell when it comes to the thalamus and the cerebral cortex? Well, you just said it. Smell is the one sensory modality that does not synapse in the thalamus before connecting to the cerebral cortex of the brain. In other words, it bypasses the thalamus, the gateway or relay station, and connects directly with the cerebral cortex. This intimate connection between olfaction and the cerebral cortex is one reason why smell can be a potent trigger of memories and emotion. Summary of the process of hearing from auricle to brain. Sound waves amplified by the outer ear, auricle. Sound waves strike tympanic membrane. Sound waves travel through the ossicles, malleus, incus, and stapes. Sound waves, sound waves reach the oval window. Waves in the scala vestibuli. Fluid in the cochlear duct displaces. Basilar membrane vibrates. Stereocilia of hair cells bend. The action potential on the sensory neuron to the CNS, the auditory cortex of the temporal lobe of the brain. So the other one is the Scala Timpali, Timpali, something like that. Anyway, it's coming back. So you can think of the tympanus, the drum, as going back to the beginning of the cycle. So oval window goes to Scala vestibuli, whereas the round window goes to the Scala Timpani. Audition, sense of hearing. Auricle, fleshy external structure of the ear. Basilar membrane, 
In the ear, the floor of the cochlear duct on which the organ of corti sits. Cochlea. Auditory portion of the inner ear containing structures to transduce sound stimuli. Cochlear duct. Space within the auditory portion of the inner ear that contains the organ of corti and is adjacent to the scala tympani and the scala vestibuli on either side. So the duct is sandwiched between the vestibuli and the tympani. External ear. Structures on the lateral surface of the head, including the auricle and the ear canal, back to the tympanic membrane. Hair cells. Mechanoreceptor cells found in the cochlear duct of the inner ear that transduce stimuli to the sense of hearing. These are also involved in balance. Incus. In the shape of an anvil, ossicles of the middle ear that connect the malleus to the stapes. Inner ear. Structure within the temporal bone that contains the sensory apparatus of hearing and balance. Malleus, in the shape of a hammer, the ossicle that is directly attached to the tympanic membrane. Middle ear, the space within the temporal bone between the ear canal and the bony labyrinth where the ossicles amplify sound waves from the tympanic membrane to the oval window. Organ of corti, structure in the cochlea in which hair cells transduce movement from sound waves into electrochemical signals. Ossicles, three small bones in the middle ear. Oval window, membrane at the base of the cochlea where the stapes attaches, marking the beginning of the scala vestibuli. Round window, a membrane that marks the end of the scala tympani. Scala tympani, portion of the cochlea that extends from the apex to the round window. Now you can think of the round window and the tympani bit as a drum, right? So just picture a drum, which is round, it's a round window, and tympani means drum. So. Scala vestibuli, the portion of the cochlea that extends from the oval window to the apex. Spiral ganglion, location of neuronal cell bodies that transmit auditory information along the eighth cranial nerve. Stapes, in the shape of a stirrup, ossicles of the middle ear that are attached to the inner ear, of the middle ear that is attached to the inner ear. Stereocilia, array of apical membrane extensions in a hair cell that transduce movements when they're bent. Tympanic membrane, the eardrum. Vestibule, in the ear, the portion of the inner ear responsible for the sense of equilibrium. In which part of the ear, external, middle, or inner, is the incus, middle? Where is the cochlea, inner? Where is the auricle, external? Name the ear bones, malleus incus stapes. List the steps involved in the process of hearing, beginning with the auricle and ending with the brain. Sound waves amplified by outer ear, Sound waves strike the tympanic membrane. Sound waves travel through the ossicles. Sound waves reach the oval window. Waves in the scalus vestibuli. Fluid in the cochlear duct displaces. Basilar membrane vibrates. Stereocilia of hairs bend. The action potential on sensory neuron to the CNS. The auditory cortex of the temporal lobe of the brain. Ampulla. In the ear, the structure at the base of a semicircular canal that contains the hair cells and cupula for transduction of rotational movement of the head. Cupula, specialized structure within the base of a semicircular canal that bends the stereocilia of hair cells when the head rotates by way of relative movement of the enclosed fluid. Equilibrium, sense of balance that includes sensation of position and movement of the head. Macula, Enlargement at the base of a semicircular canal at which transduction of equilibrium stimuli takes place within the ampulla. Otolith, layer of calcium carbonate crystals located on top of the otolithic membrane. Otolithic membrane, 
gelatinous substance in the utricle and saccule of the inner ear that contains calcium carbonate crystals and into which the stereocilia of hair cells are embedded. Saccule, structure of the inner ear responsible for transducing linear acceleration in the vertical plane. Saccule is vertical. When you nod, they're asking for the saccular uticle. I mean, I know there's some rotation in there, but they only want the up and down version. Vestibular ganglion, location of the neuronal cell bodies that transmit equilibrium information along the eighth cranial nerve. Which structure of the inner ear senses head position and what are its two main subcomponents? The vestibule senses head position, and the utricle and saccule are its two main subcomponents. What structure detects head movement? The ampulla and cupula of the semicircular canals. Suppose you were to nod your head forward and backward indicating yes. Which inner ear structures are you using to sense this movement? The utricle and saccule of the vestibule. Suppose you were asked to rotate your head side to side to indicate no. Which structures are you using to sense and coordinate this movement? The ampulla and cupula of the semicircular canals. Aqueous humor, watery fluid that fills the anterior chamber containing the cornea, iris, ciliary body, and lens of the eye. Astigmatism, a blurred vision issue that occurs when there are unequal curvatures in different parts of the cornea or lens. Bipolar cell, cell type in the retina that connects the photoreceptors to the RGCs retinal ganglionic cells. Cataract involves the clouding of the lens resulting in distorted vision. It usually results from age-related hardening and thickening of the lens. Choroid, highly vascular tissue in the wall of the eye that supplies the outer retina with blood. Ciliary body, smooth muscle structures on the interior surface of the iris that control the shape of the lens through the zonal fibers. Color blindness, due to a congenital lack of one or more cone types because it's inherited as an X-linked genetic condition. It's more common in males and females. Ishihara color test plates can be used to assess for its presence in an individual. Cone photoreceptor, one of the two types of retinal receptor cells that is specialized for color vision through the use of three photopigments distributed through three separate populations of cells. Uh, red, green, blue. Cornea, Fibrous covering of the anterior region of the eye that is transparent so that light can pass through. Emetropic, an eye that is considered normal. Extraocular muscle, one of six muscles originating out of the bones of the orbit and inserting into the surface of the eye, which are responsible for moving the eye. Fibrous tunic, outer layer of the eye primarily composed of connective tissue known as the sclera and the cornea. So um, red, white, and gray, you can picture the eye as like uh, dressing in layers. So the first layer is the white tunic, so like a white shirt, and I think of it like cotton. So cotton is fibrous, it's the fibrous tunic. And then the next one is red, and that's the vascular tunic, because blood. And then the final one is gray, which is the neural tunic. So white, red, and gray, they dress in layers. Fovea centralis is the exact center of the retina at which visual stimuli are focused for maximal acuity. It's where the retina is thinnest and where there's nothing but photoreceptors. Glaucoma, compression of the retina and optic nerve caused by pressure resulting from blocked drainage of the vitreous humor. It results in blindness unless detected early. Hyperopia, this is farsightedness and occurs when distant objects are focused not on but behind the retina. 
Distant objects can be seen, but nearby objects are blurred, and they can be corrected with a convex lens. Inferior oblique, extra, extra ocular muscle responsible for lateral rotation of the eye. Inferior rectus, extraocular muscle responsible for looking down. Intersynaptic layer, a layer in the retina where bipolar cells connect to the RCGs, RGCs. Iris, a colored portion of the anterior eye that surrounds the pupil. Lacrimal duct, a duct in the medial corner of the orbit that drains tears into the nasal cavity. Lacrimal gland, gland lateral to the orbit that produces tears to wash across the surface of the eye. Lateral rectus, extraocular muscle responsible for abduction of the eye. Lens, component of the eye that focuses light on the retina. Medial rectus, extraocular muscle responsible for adduction of the eye. Myopia, often referred to as nearsightedness, occurs when distant objects are focused not on, but in front of the retina. Close objects can be seen, but distant objects are blurred, can be corrected with a concave lens. Neural tunic, layer of the eye that contains nervous tissue, namely the retina. Opsin, a protein that contains the photosensitive cofactor retinol for phototransduction. Optic, um, these are associated with cones, so cones, opsin. Optic disc, spot on the retina at which retinal ganglionic cell axons leave the eye and blood vessels of the inner retina pass. Optic nerve, second cranial nerve which is responsible for visual sensation. Outer synaptic layer, layer in the retina at which photoreceptors connect to bipolar cells. So the inner and outer synaptic layers are a little bit tricky. So photoreceptors connect to bipolar cells on the outer layer, and bipolar cells connect to ganglion on the inner layer. So I guess you can think of the photoreceptors as like color coming in. That's an outer, so it's facing out. So in order to see the color, you have to face out. And then the inner is the one that transmits it to the ganglion cells and central nervous system. Palpebral conjunctiva, it's the membrane attached to the inner surface of the eyelids that cover the anterior surface of the cornea. Pupil, open hole at the center of the iris that light passes through into the eye. Retina, nervous tissue of the eye at which phototransduction takes place. Retinal ganglion cells are neurons of the retina that project along the second cranial nerve. Rhodopsin is a photopigment molecule found in rod photoreceptors. Rod photoreceptor is one of two types of retinal receptors that specialize for low-light vision. Sclera, white of the eye. Superior, superior oblique is an extraocular muscle responsible for medial rotation of the eye. Superior rectus is extraocular muscle responsible for looking up. Trochlea is cartilaginous structure that acts like a pulley for the superior oblique muscle. Vascular tunic is the middle layer of the eye primarily composed of connective tissue with a rich blood supply. Visual acuity is the property of vision related to the sharpness of focus, which varies in relation to retinal position and can be tested with the Snellen eye chart. Vitreous humor, fluid found in the posterior cavity. Which two eye muscles rotate the eye? The superior oblique muscle and inferior oblique muscle. The two muscles rotate the eye in opposite directions. Put the following terms in order from most external to most internal. Choroid, retina, sclera. Sclera, choroid, retina. 
When you look at someone's eye, which part has color, which part appears as white, and what is the dark hole in the center? The iris is the colored part, the sclera appears white, and the pupil is the dark hole in the middle. Explain the difference between being farsighted and nearsighted in terms of what a person can see and where the light is focused in relation to the retina. A farsighted eye is referred to as hyperopic. Distant objects are focused not on, but behind the retina. Distant objects can be seen, but nearby objects are blurred. In contrast, a nearsighted eye is referred to as myopic. Distant objects are focused on, but not on, but in front of the retina. Close objects can be seen, but distant objects are blurred. Critical thinking. What eye muscle is used to look cross-eyed at someone? When one of the rectus muscles contracts, it becomes shorter, thus moving the eyeball in the direction of the location of the muscle. In order to move the eyeball toward the midline of the body, adduction, the medial rectus muscle must be contracted. To look away from the body in a lateral direction, the lateral rectus is contracted. Likewise, the superior rectus moves the eye to look upward, where the inferior rectus moves the eye downward.